When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Joining us now on SCNZ Morning Show today is New Zealand White Ferns bowling coach Jacob Orham. Uh, thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, thank you. Awesome. Uh, now, of course, this is a big year for women's sport in New Zealand. What does it mean for the White Ferns to be a part of that and play host to the world's best cricketers? Uh, well, obviously, it's exciting times. Um, the women's cricket landscape is, is just booming and has been for probably about three or four or five years now. So uh, the ITC events are part of that and also some franchise leagues starting up. So um, it's great to be a part of. But, uh, yeah, across all sports with rugby and, and many others that, uh, you know, rightly so, the women's game is starting to get its, um, you know, the respect that it has deserved. Yeah, absolutely. We saw an awesome final there between the uh, the Blaze and the Sparks there. Later on the show, we do have Craig coming actually going through that. Of course, the year 2000 comes to mind when you think big moments for New Zealand women's cricket, beating Australia uh, to win the nation's first title. Do you or the team feel that pressure to perform at home in a tournament as big as this World Cup? Um I think, look, I think there's probably always pressure when you're, um, you know, representing your country and you're playing in front of your fans and you're on TV and I think you put all that together and there's, there is obviously a degree of intensity and pressure that comes with that. Um, I think playing at home in a massive event will add a layer of, of, of that pressure, but, uh, you know, we've done a lot of work around training and scenarios and trying to put people under as much, I suppose, artificial pressure that we can and, and matches that we can try and uh, replicate that so you can only do what you can do and you've got to make sure that players are prepared for when the big dance comes do you being the host do you think you have a bit of an advantage there in terms of knowing the conditions of uh, the pitches oh 100 percent, yeah uh, and I, we've got to use that in fact we have talked about that where you know i think out of all the teams our schedule it's not the most uh friendly uh because we are like the black caps did in 2015 you know we are at home and we've got to make sure our fans up and down the country get to see us plays so we're in we're in every city and every port and and making right from Auckland Hamilton Tauranga Wellington Christchurch Dunedin I've probably missed out some venues so I apologise but we're, we're everywhere so it's, it's a tough schedule when you consider you're playing two games a week and then you've got to go up and down the country but um, it's something we are happy to do to showcase our skills to the public out there but also flip side like you asked was that we're going to know the conditions so we're going to know what Hagley. Hagley Oval is doing compared to you know Bay Oval compared to um, University Oval down in Dunedin, so it's a good thing. Speaking of that uh, tough schedule, uh, I've looked at it in the space of eleven days. You know, you're facing India, Australia, South Africa, and England. How do you manage that workload within a tournament schedule like that? Ask me afterwards, and <laughs> I'll let you know exactly how that went. But um, look, it, it, it is 
us um, because it's not just those games, like you said, in 11 days. It's, as I mentioned before, it's the travel and the logistics and even little things like, you know, your bags are out potentially sometimes 24 hours beforehand because they've got a, you know, the logistics around shifting so many teams and players is huge. So it's, it's kind of the ripple effect of that travel as well. But it's no excuse. Um, it is what it is. And when you have a home World Cup, it's the stuff you've got to face and you've just got to deal with it. But we have looked to, and if you'd seen the recent series in, in Queenstown against India, we've, we've um, let's call it, managed our players. So uh, our bowlers in particular didn't play all the games. We've made sure people are getting rest. We've, we've had some optional trainings. We've even called some trainings off leading into the World Cup here. So we're trying to make sure people are fresh and ready to go as opposed to, you know, booting them out too soon, knowing that the schedule's only going to get tougher and tougher. Uh, speaking of that series against India, uh, you did win it, but you, you dropped the last game, the White Ferns, and of course uh, losing against Pakistan in that warm-up match. Uh, any concerns there moving forward going into uh, Game 1 of the World Cup? No. I mean, if you I mean, if you just put aside the word loss, uh, then, you, you know, against India, you know, we, we batted first and posted 250. That, on most days, should be enough. Uh, we dropped some catches, which has become... Um, a bit of a curse throughout that series, which is not normally like us, so we need to 100% address that. Um, so that last game was a good game against India, and India is a very good side, and I think we can't lose fact, sight of the fact that we'd won the previous five against them, um, against the team that's lost the last two ICC event finals, 20 over and 50 over World Cups. And then the Pakistan loss the other day was not good enough, and we have um, addressed that. Uh, we did a lot of things below standard and below what we set against um India, so we've just got to make sure that, that we've got one more warm-up game against Australia and win, lose, or draw, that we make sure that that attitude and that approach is correct and as it was against India, and I'm sure we'll, we'll be fine. Speaking of those Aussies, you're playing, uh, the White Ferns are playing them today. Both Elise Perry and uh, Tyler McGrath fired for Australia against the West Indies in their previous warm-up. Uh, how will you look to contain some of those big-name players that they have? Um, yeah, well, look, you've, you've named two there. I mean, Australia, uh, uh, you know, back-to-back 20-over world champions um, have recently got the world record for most one-day victories in a row. Uh, you can't deny they are a good side. They've got a lot of depth, and I think that's key to their ongoing success is that they do have uh, a huge squad of, of quality they can choose from, but you know, at the end of the day, they can still be beaten, and they, um, we are aware of some of their holes, and we've just got to make sure we can try and expose them and, and get on top early enough that we can apply pressure. I mean, anyone is beatable, um, and we're looking forward to this warm-up game, um, as I said before, to put the wrongs to right against Pakistan, um, but also to actually test ourselves. You know, we are trending in the right direction. We know that. The Indian series showed us that. And we've just got to make sure that we can actually show this development against, um, you know, one of the best sides in the world. Spoken like a true bowling coach there, Jacob. Uh, speaking from your perspective, how do you feel this bowling attack is looking going into the World Cup? Do you, do you think they have what it takes to control the game and swing things in New Zealand's favour? Yeah, look, I, th- I think we saw in the UK um, last year uh, when we toured there, um, we were able to bowl England out more times than not, and that's always a tough thing to do in white ball cricket, men's or women's, is to actually take 10 wickets. And in England last year, we, we showed we have the skills to do that. We bowled really well. Against India, I felt we were a bit down from that level. Our batters carried us through that Indian series with some really good totals. That helped us apply pressure when we came to bowl. But um, And against Pakistan the other day, we, we were a little off. And, and the players are aware of this. We've talked about it, so it's no, it wouldn't be any secrets to them. But like we just preach you know, that consistency and accuracy, which sounds like a pretty basic game plan. There's obviously some specifics in there. But if you can bowl where you need to enough times and create pressure by drying up runs, 
um, then a lot of time that's going to lead to wickets as well. So um, we have the skills. We've just got to make sure it's there on the day and we don't take a back step because it's, um, you know, it's a tough game. Yesterday, we had Simon Dool on the show talking with Smithy uh, about this White Fern squad. Our duly identified Sophie Devine and Susie Bates as two key players that need to step up uh, in this World Cup. Are you happy with the form of the top order? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, I mean, as I said before, the, the batting carried us through the Indian series. I mean, when you say potentially um, Susie and Sophie stepping up, I assume that means they didn't quite get the runs of, say, Mealy Kerr or Amy Satterthwaite and others in the and then series, and that's probably correct when you just look at the numbers, especially if you um, were to take out game one, Susie got an amazing 100 there, that both her and Sophie didn't quite get the numbers they would have liked. But we also know, based on their records and their longevity in the game, that it is there. Um, and Sophie was outstanding during the recent WBBL. So it is there, um, and much like what I was saying before at the bowling, the skills aren't in question. We've just got to make sure, and this is around the, ma- the management of players and the balancing of trainings and games and rest, that players are ready to go come game day because if we can put them in, a, in an environment where those skills come out more often than not, then we're going to be okay. You mentioned Mealy Kerr just there. She's having an awesome summer, putting up uh, great numbers during the India series. Of course, she's still only 21 and uh, hopefully plenty of cricket ahead of her. Where can her game go from here? Um, I, I think what we saw against India was something we hadn't seen from Mealy. No one's doubted her skills since she debuted when she was probably about 10 years old or something. Um, and, and she's always, well, she's been a leg spinner first and foremost, and that's when she de- debuted for New Zealand. She was down the order, bowling leg spin. Her bowling's not in question, but over the, it seems like every season she's gone up one place in the batting order. Now she finds herself at three. As I say, her skills were always there. She had a few runs. She had some good performances. But for the first time, we saw day in, day out that consistency, and that's probably a word that's coming through in this chat is consistency. And um, Mealy was so good every game. I think she scored over... Over, well over 300 runs at a really high average in that whole series. And I think that's the sort of performance we need, not only from her, but all our batters, and I should say all of our senior players, as that is what's going to help us win this World Cup with our senior players. And Melia's is at only 21, but she's still one of those experienced players that that's going to help us win this World Cup. Uh, speaking with Jacob Oram, White Ferns bowling coach. Oh, Jacob, the loss of Lauren Down uh, due to that uh, right thumb injury is no doubt being felt by the side. But of course, it does give Wellington's Georgia Plimmer the opportunity to come in and compete what does a player like Georgia bring to this White Fern squad? Well, first and foremost, it was you know it was really emotional and, and disappointing for Lauren to, to break her thumb. I mean, she'd started to forge a bit of a niche in that middle order and hands down was our best fielder, especially ring fielder there at backward point. Um, made some amazing plays, stopping runs, taking catches. So she will be missed. Georgia coming in, though, she's obviously very young. Um, I think first year of university this year, so um, one for the future. But um, she just brings a... Um, I suppose a kind of an expected player um, hasn't played a hell of a lot of domestic cricket, but what we've seen is, you know, she's got power for a young girl. She likes to sweep. She uses her feet. She's almost like no fear player, and I think that's what comes with youth. So the selectors have, have picked a bit of a wild card, but you know, not based on skills. She's got the skills there, and the best thing is as well is that um, she is a very dynamic fielder. I think maybe a softball or baseball background. So very strong, beautiful arm, good throw on her, and um, you know, we're hoping that. If she gets to go in the middle order and then charges around in the field, that she's able to, to replicate what Lauren was able to do. Love to hear it. Now, your first up opponent in the Women's Cricket World Cup is the West Indies. Gorgeous place to play, of course, at Bay Oval. Uh, have you had a chance to check out the opposition? What do you know about them? Uh, well, first of all, we know the Bay Oval well. We played there a lot. So, we, I mean, we'll wait and see what it's like um, when we turn up there tomorrow. But um, 
uh, at the West Indies themselves, we know they're very similar to their men's team, actually, is that they can be absolute world beaters on their day. Uh, in fact, they won the 2020 World Cup a few tournaments ago, and they have absolute power in their top order. They, um, DeAndre Dotton in particular, Stefani Taylor, can hit the ball a long, long way. So we've, we, we cannot take them. We can't take anyone lightly, as we saw in the in the practice game the other day against Pakistan, where um, you take anyone lightly, and, and you know at the end of the day you're you're a game down already. So we will be up for it. We know West Indies will be tough. They'll be in exactly the same position. They'll be wanting to knock over the host nation and start the tournament off well. Um, they're a good side, but we've got to make sure we put them off their game from ball one, and we can stay on top. And as I said before, you know our skills are there. We just got to make sure it comes out on the day. Just uh, turning our attention to the Black Caps quickly to wrap things up, Jacob. Uh, heading into the fifth and final day, they've got a big run chase still ahead of them. 332 runs, six wickets in hand. How do you see that final day playing out at Hagley Oval? Uh, I'd love to say that Devon will get 200 and the middle order will put runs on, you know, and we'll win with, we'll win with five or six overs to spare. But look, I think it's going to be just six hours of attrition and, and hard work and um, trying to blunt that South African tag Maharaj last night looked threatening and very accurate um, and, and a couple of good wickets there of our top order in Mitchell and Nichols. So, and obviously you've got the C, I don't, I don't know how many overs they've already bowled, but there'll be the second new ball coming up as well. So it'll be a really tough day. I mean, Devin Conway looked pretty assured last night, he, you know, but we are already four, it is four wickets here, yeah, Blundell's still there. So four wickets down, you know, so um, it, it's going to be tough. Um, we have shown before in India recently, and then I remember a few years ago at Hagley against England, I think it was, that we can fight like nothing else to, to battle for a draw. So if we do do that, it'll be great to watch. May not be a r- lot of <laughs> runs scored, but I tell you what, it might be quite dramatic TV. So um, that's what I'm hoping for today. Yeah, what a great story that would be if Devin Conway managed to save the series against his former countryman. Uh, Jacob Oram, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us here at SCNZ Morning Show. All the best to you and the White Ferns for the Women's Cricket World Cup. Thanks, I appreciate it. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.